This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. The mitzvah of tzedakah we're all familiar with. The mitzvah of tzedakah, women are obligated as much as men are obligated in the mitzvah of tzedakah. Minchas Chinuch writes like that explicitly, that women are chayiv in tzedakah. But there is an interesting problem that comes up, and it's much more of a recent problem. The halach is based on a Gemara and Baba Kama, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch and Hechaz that it's not so simple to accept tzedakah for married women if you don't know that the husband agreed to that donation. Today, it's even more complicated because people donate online. So you as an institution, you have no idea. When you get in a, a, a pledge from Mrs. So-and-so, you have no idea that her husband agreed to that or not. So I know you'll say, what do you mean? Women earn their own money today. They earn more money than the men. They don't need consent from the men. That's not exactly what it says in halacha. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridei, Hilchot Tzedak, Asim Reish Mem Ches, Sif Dalit, the Shulchan Aruch writes, Gabay Tzedak, Eim Mekabla Mehanoshim. A Gabay Tzedak is not permitted to accept tzedakah from women or from children. Ella Dover Muat. Only if it's a small amount. No large donations. Avaloi Dover Gadol. Says the Shulchan Aruch, you cannot take large sums from either children or women. Shechaz Kasei Gadol is considered stolen. Now, says the Shulchan Aruch, V'kam Hu Dover Muat. How much is the small number? Depends on the person who gives its financial situation. If you go to a very wealthy person and he gives you a small amount of money, that's a small amount. If you go to a poor person, that might be a larger amount. So the Shulchan Aruch doesn't give us numbers to work with. So you have to know who's giving the money. So if a person gives you money and it says it came from Mrs. So-and-so, how much money? It was $250. $250 for some people is a lot of money, for some people is a little amount of money. Very unclear what you're supposed to do. But then the Shulchan Aruch takes it one step further. This is only if the, the wife donates the money and everyone's okay with it. Let's say the husband comes home and says, I, you donated money to that institution? I don't like that institution. I promised I'll never give a dime to that institution. Says the Shulchan Aruch, you got to give back the money. That's Gezel. The whole Shiloh is talking about where the wife gave and the husband was okay with it. Okay, fine, you gave to institution, whatever. But if the husband comes back and says, that institution, I'm against it, they don't stand for my values, or whatever the reason is, then it's So this becomes a real problem with the modern version of stock collecting. It used to be, you go door to door, you knock on the door. Now today, everything's, uh, you do everything from your phone. So if you're a mice and you get a pledge, you're running one of these raise campaigns, which are great, 24 hours, we match it, we triple it, we double it, right? Every yeshiva does it. So you get all these donations, you see on the bottom, so Mrs. So-and-so donated $500. Does Mr. So-and-so know that his wife donated $500? Was there any consent? That's a large number. So this is, to me, I think is a serious problem that the, the organizations, I don't know if they address it or not, but it seems to be a problem. Now, what constitutes a small amount and what constitutes a large amount? So the Shulchan Aruch said, it depends on the person. So that doesn't help when you're getting an anonymous donation. When Mrs. So-and-so sends in money to your institution, you don't know what her financial situation is. Now, again... There is certain amounts of money that unless you're very wealthy, I think we can all agree, is considered not a Dover Mut. I think $200, $500, $1,000. Menashe Klein has a chuva. It's hard to know what year. There's no year on the date. There's no date on the chuva where he talks about $20. Okay, $20. So he writes over in the chuva that they went to someone's house. They knocked on the door. This is the old way of collecting. They knocked on someone's door and they wanted to collect money. And he says over here they thought the person was an usher. And the person gave $20. So Menashe Klein said $20 for an usher is okay. I don't know what year he was talking about. I don't know, again, today I think we can all agree $20 is probably not a large amount of money, but it's not, you know, 
Again, most people, again, I would think $5 or under $5 is a Dover Mu'at. So if a married lady gives you between $1 and $5 without her husband's consent, I think that's okay. And the Kitzvah Shachonach explains what, what's this all about. He says because the husband has a certain amount of haskama, he's maskim, that certain small amounts he gives his wife permission to spend. But when it's something that's considered a large amount of money, again, I think once you get into the hundreds, unless you're a very fabulously wealthy person, once you get into higher numbers, then you talk and need to have haskama from the husband. Now, there's an interesting Pischei Tshuva over there. The Pischei Tshuva writes, this whole din is only when you're talking about stucco. What happens if the plumber comes and says, you have to replace the boiler? It's going to cost $1,000. Says the Pischei Tshuva, she has to get wishes from her husband to replace the boiler. Because you can't tell me, oh, she, he wants it. Maybe he doesn't. Buy it, Dvar Mitzvah, you could tell me, no, small amount my husband wants me to spend. He wants there to be a tzedakah in the house. But Lavdavki wants to replace the boiler. Lavdavki wants to replace all these items. So the Pesachet Shuvah writes, Allah that if it's anything besides for Dvar Mitzvah, you have to get explicit rishos from the husband. Now the Pesachet Shuvah in another piece quotes the Naidi Behuda. The Naidi Behuda says that you can trust the wife if she says, I asked my husband. So let's say you're a plumber and you come to do the job and you tell the lady, listen, you need a new boiler. And the husband, the, the plumber is a Yedea, safer, he says, you know, I, I don't mean, you know, you have to be politically correct. I don't mean to sound, you know, uh, not nice to women, but you need to get your husband's permission. Oh, don't worry. I spoke to him. He's okay with it. So the Pesachet Shuvah Paskins, quoting the Shuvah Snoyed Behuda, that she's nemah. You don't have to worry about that she's lying. But you at least need its consent. So how do the, how do the, the modern day tzedakah organizations get around this? So I'm not sure. One of the answers is based on an Aruch HaShulchan. The Aruch HaShulchan discusses the idea of maybe today the women have their own money. So if a woman does not have her own job, this is not even a Shiloh. She has absolutely no money to herself. She gets completely supported by her husband. Every dime is his money. So then she has no right to give away anything. That's not even a Shiloh. Loy me boy, that doesn't become a Shiloh. The Shiloh, let's say she works. So let's say she works and she has a job. She has her own money. So what do you gain by then? So she could say, She could say to her, Listen, I make my own money. You don't support me. So I get my own money. You have your own money. And show me so if, even that's not so poshut, because that would only work if the husband's not kicking in at all to her financial situation. If the husband's giving her money also, and she's making money, then that's not so simple to say, this would only work if the husband's making zero money. Zero. You know, the guy's in Kail, he doesn't bring on Mikhail, check, garnish, garnish, everything comes from the wife. So maybe we could talk. But if the husband's pumping in money and she's eating from his food, it's already not in Zionist, he's already supporting her. Even then, says Dara Hashulach, and it's not so poshut, he says, maybe then you could be soimich if she's supporting the family. Maybe then you could say that he, he doesn't have the rights to her money. And even then, the Aruch HaShulchan is not so convinced. And then he says the second possibility, quotes a marshal. That the marshal and the Yam Shashloim suggests that today, all the women are considered apotropuses on their husband's money. Today, that's the assumption that the husband gives over to his wife a certain amount of control to the financial whereabouts of the, uh, the, the financial situation of the family. So Vosner writes in the truth, he says, this is not true today. That's really not true today. You tell me every wife has complete reign on her husband's uh, financial situation? That's just not true. So Reb Vosner is very unclear why he thinks this is okay. And I talk to so, Rabbi Yitzhak Abadi writes in the truth, this is what I do. He says, the best thing is tell your wife in the get-go, here, I'm giving you rishos, do whatever you want with the mice and money, or whatever you want to do with the stuck of money. But you got to give that rishos. Without that rishos, it's mamish and shayla of gezel on all the institutions. So all these institutions that are uh, taking money, I'm not so sure what they're saying, Mechan. A few years ago, I gave a seminar to uh, a bunch of Chabad Rabbonim in northern New Jersey. It's a fascinating group of Rabbonim. And one of the Rabbonim asked me the following situation. He said that he has someone initial where the wife is from and the husband's not so from and she goes behind his back and donates money to the shul. 
So I, I wasn't there to pass I was there for the Shalom Bayesh But the truth is, that's a serious halachic problem. The shul probably is not allowed to take that money. Because they know for sure the husband doesn't want to give money to the shul. So the night who has a shiloh like this. What happens if you know your husband doesn't give enough tzedakah? You know he makes a lot of money, but he doesn't give enough tzedakah. So can you go behind his back and giving out tzedakah? The night who the pasuk is absolutely not. You are not in charge of his tzedakah. The night Behuda says, maybe Bezdin can get involved, but you as the wife have absolutely no right to give away more tzedakah because you feel he's not giving enough tzedakah. So in this case, with this couple, where the husband was clear, he was Meicher. I don't want you giving any money to the, to the Chabad Shul. And she was going every month and dropping off money by the rabbi's house. That L'Chair is Asr. I don't see how any way to get around that. That L'Chair should be tainted money. That should be Asr. And the Shul should have to give it back. So I'm, I don't have a good answer. I'm assuming today all the husbands, they tell their wives, I give you permission. So if there's a worthy organization, you should give. I give you permission. Do whatever you want with the money. But if it's large sums of money that are given out stuck, the right thing would be is that the husband should, the wife should check in with the husband to make sure that she's, uh, that he's okay with it. It's, what does Nizoyness mean? Food and clothing? Yeah. yeah. And nothing, nothing else. That's it. Yeah, but it's not. But they're still, but they're still taking money from the husband anyway. It's not that they're not taking. It's still. No, no, they're still taking from him. They're still taking from him also. Again, if you have a lady who makes her own money, it's a little better. But if a lady has no income, she is a stay-at-home wife. I don't see how you get around this problem. But the woman is giving the husband a check, and therefore what she's earning is more than enough than what she eats and what she clothes and anything. She is giving him any Yeah, even then. Even then, the Archa Shulchan is misupit because it's not so simple that a wife could say any is And again, that's not always. That's really the case. It's usually not the case. That's usually not the case. Most of the cases are the other way. So again, I don't have a good answer. I think it's a, an eight would be is make sure you tell your wife before, I give you permission, you need to buy this, you need to do that, give her permission. If you give her permission, you don't have any problems. Or today, it's much easier, you can always call. Today we have much more interaction with each other throughout the day. But it just, it's an interesting issue that comes up in Hilchot Staka that it is a big problem to give away someone else's money. It's very nice to be, you know, to take from the rich and give to the poor. To give away your husband's money is very nice, it's very noble. But you have to make sure, it is the right thing to do.